0: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. ba da ba The Purple Mafia. With your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemies. That's all. My father taught me many things He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved. And there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family, here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, September 11th, 2011. This is episode number 94 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. I appreciate each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is always greatly appreciated. I'm your host, Joey Weijin, or Paladino Joey, as our ho- as our <laughs> executive producer, Dylan Richardson, was so kind enough to mention at the beginning of the introduction, like I always like to say. Um, well, it's obvious what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the Vikings and Chargers game, and we're going to preview next week's game. That's pretty much the gist of the show today, as you may imagine. You probably could imagine that was going to be what we're going to talk about, um, but first and foremost, we know what today is. We know what it symbolizes. Today is the 10th anniversary of 9-11, of course, and, uh, the horrific events that occurred 10 years ago at about 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, literally that was about, that th- That was the actual 10-year anniversary right at that point in time. <sighs> um, definitely a, uh, history-changing event that took place. Uh, lots of, obviously, stories and ideas and possibilities of how things happened. A lot of people will never know, never truly understand what happened that day. Um, Depends on what you believe, what you don't believe, whatever. But uh, at this point in time, the most important thing to remember is people did lose their lives that day, and uh, others lost their lives saving others on that particular day namely firemen, policemen, got people like that other members in the building you know, sacrificing their life for others and uh, they're absolutely remembered on this particular day 10 years later. So with no further ado, we are going to give those people the uh, and and the people that did survive on that day that helped others a moment of silence. We thank each and every one of you out there the first responders that uh, did what they could to rescue people. And, uh, you know, Godspeed to those of you that did survive. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers are with you, especially members of you out there that breathed in the asbestos and other uh, dangerous uh, air toxins on that particular day because there was uh, quite a bit of powder in the air for quite a long period of time, almost like volcanic ash. So uh, that's pretty much about it. No laughing matter indeed. But now we move on from 9/11 to well, <laughs> 9/11 2011, and uh, well, here we go. Uh, you guys really, <laughs> do you really want me to review this game? Ah, okay, okay, I'll review it. Well, it's just one of those games. It's we got exposed today, folks. The Vikings. You know, it's like, uh, should we get excited that the Vikings went up 70 to seven in this game? Or should we be absolutely pissed off when we look at the numbers statistically during this game? Be absolutely just infuriated at uh, the second half of this football game. There are so many different things we could call this this show episode number 94. We could call it exposed. We could call it the tale of two halves. I mean, that's been done about a billion times. But, you know, I'm going with exposed because the Vikings were exposed in this game. Um, I did pick them to lose, and I'm really sorry, those of you out there. I know that's annoying and frustrating, and and of course I'm not coming up here trying to be Mr. Genius. I was all excited. I was as excited as all of you when the Vikings took that 17 to 7 lead. Excuse me, McNabb to to Michael Jenkins. Oh, we were fooled, boy. We were fooled. You can't go wrong. You know, we were fooled today, folks. And uh, exposed. Our our football team was exposed on that field in San Diego. I mean, what did I say? What did I say in '93? The John Randall episode number '93. I said that this Minnesota Viking Club would, uh, excuse me, that the San Diego Chargers would be too much for the Vikings on the road in the season opener. And um, well, the San Diego Chargers were too much for the Minnesota Vikings on the road in the season opener, but the reasoning considerably, significantly different than I had planned <laughs> in episode number 93 than I had well, planned you know what I mean that I had uh, envisioned that might be a better way of going about it in episode number 93 I thought the Vikings would play some competitive football I thought Donovan McNabb would put up <clears throat> decent numbers but uh, I was fooled folks this team has one guy that plays a receiver position that can play as far as I'm concerned Michael Jenkins uh, okay I guess Whatever, Bernard, Berrien, oh, <laughs> oh, my God! Do I have to even get into this sob anymore? Do I have to tell you how much I want? You know how much I just—I'm miffed and infuriated that he is still a member of this football team, and <laughs> and like I said on previous episodes, oh boy, I gotta watch you know my mouth a little bit so I don't say anything bad. <laughs> Too bad, anyway, and so I don't scream into the microphone and give people a headache. I mean, this is not really a this is the secondary microphone, folks, and I do apologize for the audio the, for the for a while now. I'm I gotta I gotta get the better microphone back on here. This isn't a bad microphone, but it's certainly not a great one. I don't like the way it picks up sound. Excuse me, I'm digressing like stupidly, but I just. There's so much coming into this game. Um, Plain and simple, this isn't one of those emotional shows. I have tons of notes in front of me, and I mean tons, and I'm going to use it. It's not going to be one of those where I take the notes, fling them to the ground, and say, okay, I'm just going to come on here and and do one of those raw, you know, it's-in-my-blood type of Purple Mafia shows. Hmm, Like episode 58 is the ultimate one of those. I didn't take a single note for that game. That was just, I was running on fumes. But anyhow... We got twitter.com forward slash pro mafia show. We have Facebook.com forward slash pro mafia show. Give them a a follow and a like. I'd appreciate that also very much. I I really would. Sure I would. Anthony Batista, just gotta throw this out there. Anthony Batista, of course, Anthony from LA. In attendance in San Diego, California. He posted pictures up there on the Pro Mafia. Facebook page, appreciate that very much, do check them out, they're on there, they're part of Pro Mafia lore No, welcome on board, and another young man who is part of Pro Mafia lore, we're going to get to that very shortly but I'll mention the name, Josiah that would be Tony Coleman's son, <laughs> and boy Tony Coleman, you look at his picture, he's starting to look like Neil O'Donnell a little bit with that thick beard, I had to mention that earlier, fun times, um, yeah we got some stuff to talk about yeah, we got the Adrian Peterson extension to talk about, uh well, he was the least of the worries in this entire football game. Nice game by Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Well, whatever, right? Plain and simple, we're going to be reviewing the game as much as we can. Unfortunately, no call-ins for the show. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877 is a voicemail it as such. The DTSS phone lines, that is. Uh, mentioned which show you were calling into, which is Purple Mafia. And a uh, pine shout out comment whatever, you get the idea. Oh, and by the way, the official score of the game I might want to tell you: twenty-four to seventeen in favor of the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, and when the season opens up, you know I, I'm going to change my approach in these game reviews a little bit. I don't want to just make it sound like I'm reading a book to you, like oh, you know. And then, and then, as the second quarter came, Ryan Longwell kicked a 33, 33 yard field goal. I'm not gonna do it like that. That just, you know, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna kind of gradually change as the years go by, the week or excuse me, the weeks go by, the months go by, the years go by with this show. Depending on how much long, depending on how long I do this show, which right now, for the very, very much foreseeable future, could be several years down the line. But uh, you get the idea. I'm, you know, there's always gonna be subtle changes. I'm gonna try to get better and better and better and better. Those of you out there please that enjoy the show, please tell a friend. And don't forget to maybe even rate me on iTunes if you could. That would be really nice. Give me a nice rating and tell me what you like and what you'd like to improve, whatever. (coughs) Okay, something I'd like to improve right there. My coughing. (laughs) But no, the way the season started was storybook. You know, a kickoff by, uh, well, the only kickoff you'll have the entire season Kading. Oh, Kading. Yes, sir. The field goal kicker from Iowa. Member of the San Diego Chargers for a while. Now, one of the better kickers in the NFL, Nate Kading. Kicks the ball up to Percy Harvin. Catches it in the end zone, meaning, you know, three yards into the end zone. Scampers to pay dirt for 103 yards. An amazing start to the season. 7 0 Minnesota with only about 15 seconds into the game officially. This is about what Chargers fans probably said. Oh, come on! Seriously. That very much <laughs> about what they were saying. A little bit of frustration, a little bit of angst at that point in time. But unfortunately, well, Conor McNabb starting his career exactly the same way Warren Moon started his career. How exciting, huh? Very much so. Pass batted in the air and intercepted. And San Diego Chargers, of course, score a touchdown almost immediately. Mike Tolbert, is first of three t- touchdowns on the day, very exciting. We have a tie game right away. So there you go. See, now I'm already kind of reverting back to what I did last year with the game reviews. But uh, you know, it's just saying that's that's how this game started, and uh, that's how the season started. So it's like right when your Minnesota Vikings thought that, hey, you know. Just like when the Carolina Panthers opened up the NFL season against the Minnesota Vikings with a touchdown. A guy by the name of Steve Smith, a very little-known Steve Smith at the time, 10 years ago, before September 11th occurred. What was it, two days before 9-11, I believe? It must have been, huh? Yeah, two days before 9-11. Steve Smith, scampers to pay dirt... For about a 100-yard touchdown. Next thing you know, in the next couple of years, the next year, year or so, Steve Smith becomes a household name in the NFL. Um, and there you go. Carolina w- ended up definitely winning that game. The Vikings did not win the game today. See, it's like, why can't things go in our favor? You know, why can't they ever seem to go in our favor? Just didn't doesn't seem to be the case for the Vikings at all. It just never does, does it? It just never does. So, yeah, that pretty much about sums that up. Carolina Panthers won their only game of, the <laughs> of that season in 01. Remember that? 1-15 in Carolina Panthers. That was fun times. And, um, well, Vikings lost. That's about what there is to it there. Um, but, yeah, proof that I'm not going to just review this game like it's some kind of book. Uh, let's just kind of keep moving here. I guess I'll start to get to the Twitter account a little bit. Little notes and stuff here and there. Some mentions and such along the way as well. Oh, man. Just tiring. There was a lot of tweeting today. And I mean a lot of tweeting today. Farzine. Uh, Farzine 21. And Farzine Vesugian, of course. Farzine Vesugian, the uh, the host of the Chiefs Zone, telling me congratulations on the good start for the Vikings. And I appreciate that. Uh, he also says that, well, and I said i was sorry about how his Chiefs turned out. He... Ugly game for the Kansas City Chiefs today, by the way, losing forty-one to seven to the Buffalo Bills. Like, ladies and gentlemen, watch out for the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. By the way, they both won against you know the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, two playoff teams last year. So, hmm. Well, actually, the Bucks officially did not make the playoffs, but they were talented enough to make the playoffs. Well, um, yeah, he says, oh no worries. I felt like a Friday night high high school game for me. Ha ha. You know, and I know how that can be like I mentioned about the Detroit Lions, Farzine again says, dude, I honestly think the Lions can surprise some teams, I'm scared next week because Chiefs and Lions next week, yes sir, Chiefs and Lions next week, good luck Farzeen, I'm pulling for you in that one because hmm, the Vikings are the only team in the NFC North to lose today or this week, of course yeah, Green Bay won on Thursday, that sucks as well, oh man, oh man, Purple Love 21 saying, right now, I will take 10-6, and 6. we need help on the line, because I mentioned the Vikings look like a 10-6 and 6 team, I did say that during the course of the game, they look like a solid team, taking that 10-7 to 7 lead at that point, later on, uh, McNabb on a solid drive, Peterson making them some moves, he had a 45-yard scamper in this particular day, by the way, did Adrian, um, really the only major player that stood out, other than Antoine Winfield in this game, okay, Jared Allen looked good too, but, uh, yeah, at the time it's like, yeah, they look like a ten and six team. Oh, maybe they'll be eleven and five because of uh, now we're up seventeen to seven. We look so strong, and it's like people love saying, yeah, right now, I'll, right now, I'll take ten and six. And it's like, yeah, at the time, at the time, it's like, okay, they look exactly like the ten and six team that I had envisioned, and I said that's even if that's even with the Vikings losing twenty eight to twenty four today. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I'll get back to what I was going to say in a second. Farzine Vasugi comes back and says he, that he just got home. Vikings versus Chargers are on. It looks like I'm joining you guys. <laughs> I blame huh, Purple Mafia that beating me, of course. If the Vikings lose, and that's because I picked the, uh, the Vikings to lose 28 to 24, and it would have been my fault. Yeah, and it was, and it is my fault, because I did pick him to lose, right? Nothing to do with Donovan McNabb and, uh, other guys like that. Not that Mc, yeah. I was, yeah, I'll get to it later. Okay, I'm bouncing around too much. He's also asking about Nate Cading. what happened, and, yeah. Injured his knee for on the ensuing kick-up trying to pull down Percy Harvin. Ah. <sighs> Mm-mm-mm. Get back to it later. Um. Bounced around a little too much, but, um. You know, I was saying this looked like a 10 and 6 team because at, at points I did not expect such an inept performance by Donovan McNabb. By I didn't think the receivers would be quite as bad as they are. Now I said the Bears' receiving core is better than the Vikings because it is, but the Vikings' receiving core is virtually non-existent. I mean, there is nothing on this of the, any of these receivers that tells me that any of them can play. Man, I'm telling you, okay, yeah. Percy Harvin can play, but he only got two catches for seven yards in this game. McNabb, not very accurate, only completing 46% of his passes, 7-15 of overall. 39 yards. And yeah, he played the whole game. It's not like he sat out half the game or anything. McNabb had 39 yards passing today. Oh my God! I mean, that is mind-boggling. That's pitiful. It, it's sucking. Yeah, you get the idea. Fill in the blank there. It. <laughs> you just stare at that screen. You stare at the screen in, in disbelief. The secondary tackled like girls, man. I mean, the secondary could not bring down Tolbert for their life. They couldn't. Keep up with McKnight. They couldn't even come close to make to uh, Antonio Gates. Ryan Matthews had three catches for seventy-three yards. Tolbert had nine catches. Tolbert had nine catches. Not only running the ball. Now his running wasn't that great. He didn't get a rushing touchdown early on. Only about three yards a carry. Twelve yards, thirty-five. Twelve rushes, thirty-five yards total. But he got nine passes in this game. Two touchdowns. Um, countless third down type catches. Second and third down catches, especially as the game wore on. Jackson and Floyd, really not even that exciting in this game at all. Uh, 45 yards for Floyd, or Floyd 31 for Vincent Jackson, 5 catches combining the two together. Even Randy McMichael got in, involved in an 11-yard catch down the stretch, 3 catches overall. Um, what the Sam Hill was this? Philip Rivers, not sharp at all, early. Yelling, complaining, screaming—I don't know if he was yelling at his coordinator or his receiver on uh, one of those drives after a uh, incomplete pass down in the end zone. In fact, actually, that may have been one of those interceptions in the end zone by Antoine Winfield. I think that's what it was. He was yelling at somebody. Um, yeah, it was one of those where he just kind of there was nobody on the charges near it. He was yelling at somebody, and we're happy for him. <laughs> Rivers looks like an. Can I, yeah, Phillip Rivers kind of looks like an asshole. <laughs> I don't think anybody... I, I don't think he's the kind of guy very many people would want to be on the same team with. In fact, I really don't. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Good good for him, good for the Chargers. Wow, I mean, what the hell? What the hell? You look at the numbers, and you wonder how in the heck the Vikings ever led 17-7 to in this game. Uh, the defense actually was extremely good in the in the first half. And the second half, it's like they forgot how to play. It really did. Uh, they made some decent stops here and there. The linebackers in the defensive line were very good until very late. Very late in the fourth quarter. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Jamarcus Stanford, yeah, he got nine tackles in today's game. But do you know why he got nine tackles? Officially counted as eight, but you added on the assists. But, yeah, you get. Yeah, maybe they took one of them away. I don't know. But, um... Officially on the day, folks. Officially in the day, DeMarcus Sanford with eight tackles. We'll say uh, there's a reason for that. That's because they threw in his in his direction several times. The St. Abdullah had six tackles on the game. Griffin and Winfield actually pretty good overall. I think those two guys were okay. Well, Winfield was Winfield's really good. Chris Cook and Griffin, uh, okay, they got brought guys down I guess when they had to, but they didn't stop the play, you know, I mean, there's a reason why Sanford has, like, a trillion tackles, because, for one, the guy caught the ball, yeah, because he wasn't covered very well, and secondly, because, well, Philip Rivers was throwing in his direction, you think, yeah, Philip Rivers was throwing in Jamarcus Sanford's direction, and uh, he missed some tackles, or brought people down a little bit too late, Tolbert on multiple occasions was brought down too late, like, yeah, Sanford hit him, but then Tolbert got that extra little um, push, to get the first down at key points in the game and Sanford just not not looking all that great the uh, the play calling on the offense uh um I, I okay the, what <laughs> Cedric Paulding we'll get to that really quick right away actually Cedric Paulding I'm just going to get to his right away quick and to the point one of the later posts in here He says, why are we being so conservative on offense? And it's like, well, this doesn't look any more exciting than uh, the previous regime, does it? It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, how many attempts did McNabb have in this game, by the way? How many attempts did he have? Was it 15? Yes. 15 passing attempts? (laughs) What? 15 passing attempts. Philip Rivers had 48 passing attempts. Uh, Let's see, how many times? Yep. San Diego officially rushed the ball 27 times. You got the Vikings. Well, You have 16 rushes for Adrian Peterson. Three for McNabb. Two for Tolbert. Four for Harvin. One for Webb. Well, gosh darn it. The Chargers ran the ball one more time than the Vikings as well. Uh, Okay, this isn't adding up in a very positive way, is it? Well, for one, the time of possession, a little bit in favor of the Chargers. 37 minutes and 17 seconds. The Vikings had the ball only 22 minutes and 43 seconds in the game. The Vikings had 10 first downs. The Chargers had... 30. Well, I mean, who do you think deserved to win this football game? Look at the total yards, by the way. San Diego, 407, Minnesota, 187. And Char- the Chargers won the turnover battle. Huh, you meaning, uh, okay, the Vikings won the turnover battle. They only had one. That was right at the beginning of the game. The Chargers, Philip uh, Rivers, threw two interceptions. The erratic but very talented Philip Rivers. But, uh, well, the Chargers kind of had the ball a little bit longer than the Vikings. And. There's nothing to get exciting about here, excited about here, folks. 10-6 and six looks a little bit generous now with my prediction in episode number 93. And it's not because I'm up here going, oh, well, gosh dang it, we lost this game. Now 10-6 and six is just total bullcrap. We lost. Oh, now we're going to be 3-13. No, no, no. I predicted the Vikings to lose the game and said even despite the, the loss... I expected them to lose the game 28 to 24. I said even despite the loss the Vikings will be 10 and 6 cuz they'll gradually improve as the season progresses. Now, with that said, that might be true, but folks, <laughs> I didn't expect to see the problems that th- that this football team had in this particular day. Donovan McNabb could not complete a pass and they have only 39 yards. Now, yes, the Chargers statistically had the number one defense in the NFL last year and the number one offense, but they didn't even make the playoffs last year. They sucked ass. There, I, there's my second swear word. Are you, are you happy now, Brent Jacobson? That's two swear words. I'm we're, I'm going to start writing it down here. Maybe I should start, start a count. That's two swear words. They're on a the little bit more uh, gentle level. Not quite explicit type swear words. Thank God for that. But uh, no, the Chargers record-wise, what were they? Eight and eight last year. Nine and seven. I didn't even care. Regardless, they missed the play. They, you know, they, whatever, man. Screw the Chargers last year. They're top offense, top defense. They're a bunch of knuckleheads that can't get it done when it matters. It seems like, despite the fact they are ridiculously talented, and the Vikings never win in San Diego. I mean, when's the last time the Vikings won in San Diego? What 1980? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Have they ever won in San Diego? You know, I, haven't, I didn't do any research on it, and I probably should have. But I sure have zero recollection of that happening. Absolutely none. Um, the Vikings did win a very exciting game against the San Diego Chargers in 19, excuse me, 2007. I even had a, a YouTube video about that one, 2, 296 yards. In fact, that was by far my highest rated uh, video discussing the Vikings that year. That was when I was doing video podcasts and not audio ones like this when it was Paladino Live. Now, I still could do that, and I just haven't because of my, you know, work schedule. I figure I'll do one or the other at this point in time, Um, digressing too much again. But that was the last time the Vikings played the Chargers, so slightly more fun. And it was a home game. The Vikings never win in San Diego, ever, 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 ever. The Vikings very infrequently play San Diego to begin with. Very infrequently. We very infrequently play the, uh, the NFC, excuse me, the AFC West. We very rarely play, like, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Chiefs, teams like that, and the Broncos. Kind of a cool division. But, um, no, I... Yeah, okay, I've said it too many times. But we'll just move on. This is just uh, one of those games where... This is just one of those games where... You, you see way too many problems. You see way too many issues. When you get when you, you have zero passing game. None. Zip zero nada. Zero. Your secondary sucks. Hardcore. <laughs> and I'm sorry to come up and say things the way I'm saying it. But you know, I don't know if you call it childish or complaining too much, ranting too much about one game. And oh trust me, I'm very aware this is one game. Oh yeah. But when you see the problems, as ugly as they are, I mean, th- things need to dramatically improve here, or this is a bad football team, folks. And we were lucky as all hell to be up seventeen to seven at this point in this game. The Chargers really stunk in the first half. <laughs> you add it all together. You want my objective opinion here. It's not because the Vikings were great in the first half. The Chargers stunk in the first half, and then they figured things out in the second half, and the Vikings didn't score a goddamn dang point in the second half. In fact, they didn't come close to scoring a point in the second half. They didn't even get in field goal range. (laughs) They didn't even get in field goal range in the second half, ladies and gentlemen. No, they didn't. The Vikings couldn't even cross the 50, pretty much, in the second half. Inept. Horrible. The offense is looked uncreative. In fact, it looked worse than, dare I say it, <laughs> Darryl Bevel's offense. Daryl Bevel is not one of the best offensive coordinators in football, folks. In fact, I would say he's in the lower half of the league, and I thought that the day he got here, and I thought that the day he left, and I even thought that during 2009, even though it looked pretty good with a quarterback who's putting up the most legendary numbers in history, it still wasn't a creative offense. It was a effect, it was an, an effective offense, now that I got my English and grammar correctly. Um, but Bill Musgrave's offense, well, I got two words for you, folks. Needs work. Needs work. It's one game. Uh, one game does not a career make, as Paul Allen would say, something along those lines. But, um, boy, one game... Uh, y- we were exposed today, folks. Exposed. The title of episode number 94. Exposed, exposed, exposed. No passing game whatsoever. No receivers. McNabb, not sharp. I mean, this was the Washington Redskins version of Donovan and McNabb in this particular game. Yeah, he had a nice nifty scamper running for 23 at one point during that effective drive that put the Vikings up 17-7, to but <laughs> after that, it was pretty much like what the flying, man? It was like nothing was there. He was underthrowing guys, over guys. Oh, and don't get me started on Bernard Berrien. Don't tell me that Donovan McNabb's horrible passing cost Bernard Berrien. <laughs> now, McNabb's numbers would have been better had Bernard Berrien caught a ball about one of those passes that hit his hands. <laughs> oh, great coverage by the defenders and, and bad throw by McNabb. No, Bernard, catch the blippin' ball, please. That was almost a 3rd word, but I won't say that one on, on the air. Uh, catch the ball, please, Bernard. Please catch the ball. Okay, no, don't even bother to catch the ball. Just, just get the hell out of here. There, there's your three swear word. Uh, just get the hell out of here, Bernard. Go. I, I cannot take this anymore. If, the, if you can cut Brian McKinney, and and Heath Farwell, and and Chris Jaguerre and and Ryan Cook, why can't you cut Bernard Berrian? Is that? Could someone fill me in why the Vikings cannot cut this guy? Do you guys remember? Uh, Derek Alexander for the Minnesota Vikings, back in 2002, yeah, 2002, he was a former player for the Baltimore Ravens, the Vikings acquired him, thinking, okay, here's your big time receiver to help out the, uh, the Vikings offense, not to Culpepper and all that, to join Randy Moss, there you go, completely ineffective, and they got rid of him, despite the fact he was a well-known guy, just like Bernard Berrian was with the Bears, well-known guy, not a superstar, but, you know, out there. Can we please cut ties with Bernard Berrien? Please? I mean, there's got to be something. And I know you're saying, I know you must be thinking, well, what are you talking about when you look at the receiver stable? This bad. <laughs> is this bad, and now you want to cut one of the bigger names on the, on the roster? Well, quite frankly, I'm tired. I've, I've had enough of Bernard Berrien. What is this? His 2009, no, 2008, 2009. This is his fourth year on the team. What has he done? What has he done? He's had, what, three three good games in his career with this team? No, two good games in his career with this team. Both against the same team, the New Orleans Saints. And last year, when he played the Saints, he stunk in the season opener. And the offense stunk. And, well, the offense stunk again today because the kickoff had nothing to do with Bill Musgrave, Donovan McNabb, Adrian Peterson, or anything else. That was just Percy Harvin and the special teams. The special teams look amazing for the Minnesota Vikings holy crap Batman that line alone right there is front page news for the Minnesota Vikings the special teams are amazing on the right now I, I am very impressed with the special teams um, okay and that's just with that but <laughs> the whole preseason it was awesome um, but no the offense did virtually nothing today okay we got in the field goal range and we had a, a nice drive. We had one good drive, and that was mostly because of Adrian Peterson's 46 yard scamper and a few more effective rushes down the way. Uh, McNabb had a scamper on the same drive, I believe. But yeah, the offense scored 10 points today. The Chargers scored 24. So 24 to 10, if you don't have that beautiful kickoff return by Percy Harvin. Vikings basically got their butt kicked. You know, 24 to 10 is not that, that pretty. You know, no, that's a 14 point loss in that case, so it's like, what more do you have to say, I think I've ranted enough about Bernard Berrien, I think you know where I'd like him to be uh, anywhere else <laughs> quite frankly, Michael Jenkins is what he is he's, a, he's an underachiever uh, Devin Aroma to do, well I don't didn't really see him out there other than on special teams would like to see number 19 maybe get used somehow, some way. Maybe something can happen. Maybe some more uh, receiving plays for Adrian Peterson. Only had two catches on the day. Very short plays, uh, you know, only three yards a carry or catch there. Harvin, the same thing. Looking more like a running back than a, uh, yeah. Hersey Harvin looks more like a running back than a receiver. Michael Jenkins is the only real full-blown receiver that caught the ball today. And he had 26 yards. Just one of them happened to be a touchdown for McNabb, and that was nice. Aside of that, really, <laughs> this offense not looking good, folks. The passing game is virtually invisible, virtually useless. Like, forget about it. <laughs> I <laughs> nothing more to say there. Um, Jared Allen was very strong overall in the game, and a lot of people constantly saying, "Oh, there it is, Jared Allen, Jared Allen, Jared Allen." Woohoo! he actually showed up, and yeah, I agree, he did show up, so we appreciate that, thank God for that, um, LaTroy Guyon, getting his first start in this league, and I was, uh, well, he was good early on, but as the game progressed, he made some pretty disappointing penalties, DeVillette Rivers with his hard count made, uh, made LaTroy Guyon look like a fool. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Not a very pretty day for Guy, Guyon, at least down the stretch. It's the strength of this team, that defensive line, let us down later on. Uh, EJ Henderson, when Phillip Rivers was running, to see EJ Henderson bite the way he did <laughs> and give the, uh, Tolbert that open play. I mean, Tolbert was wide open after EJ Henderson bit. <laughs> that was the game winner. 24-17. That's all she wrote, folks. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We'll get to some more quotes here. Um, there was a horse color on one of the plays. Uh, Kevin McMahon posting me saying that didn't look like a horse color. Yeah, I kind of agree. It didn't look like much. Purple Love twenty one zero twenty one says that uh, he's talking to me and Bikes Princess. There's a little convo with her up there. We'll get to her in a sec. He says that the O line is a major problem for us on offense. DBs not getting help up front with a pass rush. You know there really wasn't all that much of a pass Christian. I mean, Robinson and Jared Allen though, I think they did pretty good. I mean, they were okay. <laughs> the two white guys, the bookends. <laughs> I, I think they were okay. Honestly. Uh, Lisa, the Vikes Princess says, the woe line is definitely a problem, but McNabb needs to lead this offense. Keep them focused and he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. She says that he also needs to take some shots downfield. And saying that I made a true statement along the oh, along the... Saying that, yeah, McNabb really isn't leading this team, but really the O-line and the secondary are the things that are killing the Vikings. Yeah, I strongly believe that. She comes up with the secondary does suck, but Antoine Winfield is an exception there. <laughs> we also talked about Bernard Brain a bit. She couldn't believe her eyes, and the Vikings didn't cut him. And dear Odin, why did we sign him? <laughs> yeah, very true. Trading err Farzine Vesugian host of. The Chief Zone show, I already mentioned him, saying that Kading hurt his leg on the, or, yeah, when I said that Kading hurt his leg, he says, LOL, fail. He got it like that. all day. AP saying, pink slip, that basically being for Bernard Berrien. And, uh, Parzine In the final mention on the Twitter account says, I was waiting for Leslie Frazier to slap his D-line, silly. Yeah, because of the imbecilic penalties. I mean, the hard count with Philip Rivers, and it was just bite, 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 bite. I mean, they were a bunch of Northerns going after a spinnerbait, man. I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. Start acting like muskies a little bit, and play, and, and, uh, you know, be a little more, be a little more uh, gentle here, be a little more cerebral rather than just jumping. Just jump, 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 jump. I mean, what, what, what the heck is this, Frogger? I mean, come on, you guys. God. <laughs> Damn, I mean, yeah, it looked like Frogger out there. The way, just boop. Yeah, let's just jump across that, that line of scrimmage. Let's just give them five more yards that, that they don't need. You know? It was like, see you later, folks. That pretty much ran the clock out. And that was the end of the game. The Vikings never even saw the ball again after that. Oh, but not that the Vikings offense would do anything if they got the ball in the first place. Oh, let's just, maybe I'll leave that alone, though. Maybe that might be too harsh. <sighs> Facebook group, let's go. Move it, move it, move it. Facebook group. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll yeah there you go. I'll talk about it later. But Anthony Batista saying, yeah, I'll just bring it up. Anthony Batista saying that uh, just this just in the Vi- Adrian Peterson signed seven year deal with the Vikings that was earlier this week and yeah excuse me yesterday actually that was very cool. Yes, it was actually extremely cool. <laughs> Adrian uh, Peterson finally signing that major contract. It's about bleeping time that that got done. A lot of people around here feeling a lot better. Uh, Tony Coleman, just before that, saying huh? Two teams I hate opening the season. I'd rather watch sitcom reruns than this rip raff. <laughs> and I say hard to disagree there and no pack no, says Tony Coleman, because, well, the Packers won and uh, Colston is out for a while with a with a collarbone injury. So not only did the Saints lose, but insult to injury as well, kind of sucks for them but um, I'm not trying for the New Orleans Saints in any way, shape or form Brent Jacobson officially posting the um, article about the Vikings luck, Adrian Peterson had a long term deal, that officially 7 years 100 million dollars for the aforementioned Adrian Peterson, 36 million is guaranteed we'll get further into that later if I can, uh, of course, yeah, I'll get into that before I start previewing next week's show, uh, game, excuse me, Tony Coleman again, talking about, <laughs> wow, he says that the Peter King of Sports Illustrated has the Vikings losing 33-17 to against San Diego, what do you think of this prediction? Well, at the time, I'm like, it's a little harsh, I predicted 28-24, but I could see how he'd win, I'm just going with experience, and he says, at the time, I I posted that. I hadn't finished up episode 93 yet. I'm holding out hope, man. I don't disagree with your assessment, though. It might be close, and it might be a good fight. And it kind of was. I mean, for about two and a half quarters. Okay, two quarters. And then the Vikings just quit. They just quit in this game. Very, very frustrating. And I'm sure Tony as frustrated as I am. I mean, Tony has just been awesome with his posts on this page. Thank you, Tony. Gold, Gold star for Tony Coleman without a doubt, right there, very much appreciated, very, very much appreciated, he's been really posting a lot of stuff, so, there you go, it says, way to go, Percy, now that's how you start a Viking season, and yes, that was pretty fun, yes, it was, and here we go, Josiah, Josiah Coleman, <laughs> Tony Coleman's young son, saying that Josiah experienced his first regular season, Vikings touchdown, just a little while ago, hopefully it's the first of many, and of course that's a picture of Josiah right there on pro, uh, pro, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show, he is now officially a part of Purple Mafia lore, appreciate that very much, I brought up what Cedric Pauling had to say earlier, why are being, we being so conservative on offense, and I guess that's the new Vikings way, I guess. I mean, I guess they just don't want to have the Brian Billick type of offensive coordinator anymore, Scott Linehan type. I think this team needs one of those type of coordinators right now like they need to breathe because this team is almost un the it's team is almost impossible to cover. I mean, okay, they give me a lot of material, but if you could see the look in my eyes when I watch this offense Execute well. What it, what, what we, what resemble, what doesn't even resemble an offense. It really doesn't, quite frankly. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, Anthony Batista adding some pictures to add to Purple Mafia lore right there. Posts of you know him actually being at the real game in San Diego. Thank you for that, Anthony from L.A. Always, always appreciated member of this show in so many ways. There is no doubt about, no doubt at all. Thank you again, guys, for participating. Uh, there was th- more on Twitter I could have gotten to, but mostly my priority was getting to what what you out there had to say. The fans come first. The Viking fans come first, and uh, the uh, listeners of this show as well come first. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this real quick, that I uh, mean, Purple Girl saying how it was a 28 passing hours. It was actually 39, but still. 28 passing yards, of course we lost the game, and no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's just... Oh, man, 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 man. Tom Pellaseros, the story of the game. Vikings defense has made a few plays, but also has way too many mistakes to cover for this pop-gun offense. You know? I... Hey. 100% 100% accurate by Tom Pellisaro. I, I really like what he has to say most of the time. That's why I retweet, retweet a lot of what he had to say. Another guy that I really love to retweet what he has to say. Because, I, you know, what he has to say is generally, hey, I mean, I agree with almost everything he says most of the time. I see that Barrient's still got to catch that pass. And, yes, that was on one of those plays where they made a great defensive play on him and no flags were called. And, well, the ball hit Barrient's hand and he never makes any catches. He never goes after the ball. He just... Just hopes the ball touches, you know, lands where it needs to and he can catch it. He just wants the easy job. And, folks, this is the NFL. It ain't going to be easy. So, Bernard, please chase the ball or get the hell out of here. I mean, the guy cannot make a play for anything. My final take on the game Bernard plus Moss equals unemployment line. Boom. That's it. (laughs) I'm going to close the game review with that statement. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will preview week two for the Minnesota Vikings. But we'll also get into the Adrian Peterson contract very briefly right after this. Back here on Triple Mafia episode number 94, which is a reminder for iPod listeners and other MP3 players like the Microsoft Tune and others, everything ranging down to 15 to $12 range. <laughs> an MP3 player is an MP3 player, and that is all you need to listen to this show if you are unable to sit on your computer and listen to it from the thesportstuff.com. We always appreciate those of you that do that, but of course, as mentioned, you do not have to sit in front of a computer to listen to this show. No, you don't. You need the che- <laughs> anything from the highest, which is an iPod, all the way down to the cheapest little $11 MP3 player you could get at your local Micro Center, Best Buy, Target, whatever. I mean, they're out there. All you need to do is to be able to have the, now the my, minimal computer ability to download the file and to slide it into your little uh, MP3 player that has probably some type of USB drive. You just slide it right in there and you're done. Marvel Mafia show with you wherever you go. Oh my, isn't that cool? Well it better be cool, damn it. The football team that was the fourth swear word already. Jeez, sorry guys, this is gonna get I'm gonna get kicked off the air here soon. But um Well the Minnesota Vikings inked before I get to the preview of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which will be in the Mall of America field. Okay, uh Vikings did ink Adrian Peterson to a seven-year, $100 million contract. Um, that is a good thing, yes. And he did play pretty good football today. He didn't fumble the ball, for one. Got 98 yards on the ground. Against, D. yes, a good defense. Okay, yeah, they're a good defense. And uh, Bob Sanders, yeah, looked decent, but not always in the game at times because, of you know, they're a little bit worried about putting that, <laughs> that freaking... Uh <laughs> Porcelain, You know, that porcelain uh, safety, Bob Sanders, out there. He's had a little bit of injury problems over his career uh, with the Colts. But, when healthy, one of the best safeties in all of football. Would have looked nice and purple. Yeah, he sure would have. Sorry, Jamarca, but uh, did not look good. And that's now you're seeing why Jamarca Sanford was not named a starter over Medea Williams. Because neither one of them were any good. Sorry. Okay, I am digressing way too much, and I'm getting tired of it, and I'm sure you are too. Adrian Peterson, seven years, $100 million. Well, what what can you say? You signed your best player, you keep your best player, and uh, let's please start, let's let's add a couple, a little more talent uh, around him before he's too old. How about that? You know, because by the time that seven-year contract is up, Adrian Peterson, very unlikely to be playing... Uh, top-of-the-line football at that point, if he is still in the NFL at that point. I kind of think he will be. I actually kind of think he will be. I mean, look at Ricky Williams. Started playing football in 98. Kind of got burnt out with the uh, Miami Dolphins. New Orleans Saints, Miami Dolphins, got the ball way too much. Um, Got bored, got frustrated, wanted to be able to smoke more marijuana. Not that it's legal outside of the NFL or anything, (laughs) But, you know, you get the idea. He wanted to be able to quit smoke, uh, quit football, leave the country, and smoke marijuana as much as he can, you know, with his pain and all that stuff on his body. And he just probably just enjoyed the stuff too, I, I guess. But, no, they wore him into the ground a bit. But look at him. He's still playing. And he's a member of the Baltimore Ravens on this particular day after returning to the Miami Dolphins, oh, about five years ago. And he played five more years than people would have expected minimum at this point in time for Ricky Williams. Still around if that clown is still playing football, you don't think Adrian Peterson still will be? I mean, Adrian Peterson is one of the more competitive running backs that I've seen in this league. Too bad he couldn't hang on to the football when we needed it most. Oh, man. Alright. So that's the deal. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I think he will be able to play out that contract, <laughs> despite how long it is, and despite how football things change an awful lot. $36 million guaranteed. Okay, if one guy deserves a $100 million contract on this football team, it's Adrian Peterson. And um, that's just basically where you stand. Running backs deserve more credit than they get sometimes. I mean, you, they <laughs> who gets hit more than the running back? Well, nobody. Because every time they touch the ball, they're guaranteed to get hit pretty much unless they score a touchdown. <laughs> and they still get hit sometimes. Um, the quarterback gets hit a lot, and he has to do a little more thinking than running backs. But running backs carry the load, literally. And their lifespan in the NFL is the shortest in the NFL. Shorter than receivers, shorter than linemen, than quarterbacks, and sure the hell shorter than kickers. Um, So it's nice to see a running back get a decent contract without really overdoing it so much that you're just like, okay, what are you doing? Like giving him Alex Rodriguez-type money, which luckily to date does not exist in the NFL. Uh, But no, congratulations to Adrian Peterson, and thank God the Vikings were able to get this done. And this is a front office that, uh, you know, they they don't always make the right move, because they're human, and, uh, in the old days, the old front office was terrible, actually, terrible, Herschel Walker, and God knows who else, I mean, you know, they passed up on a lot of great players over the years, the Warren Stapps and such, um, but, they got this thing done very efficiently, I'm very impressed with how, the, how quickly they got this done, only a week after Chad Greenway inked his long-term deal, so, no worries, no franchise tag crap going on with Adrian Peterson. And it's not like he came out and sucked and had crappy weak injury problems pretty much from day one after his contract was signed, like a certain catcher for a baseball team that absolutely took the gas pipe this season in target field. And we all know who that is and we all know who the we all know what team that is and we all know who the catcher of the twins is. <laughs> yeah. We all know. I don't need to say his name on this show because he does not pertain to Pro Mafia. Um, But as of right now, at least one game in, Adrian Peterson not looking for a repeat offense of great Minnesota athletes signing big contracts and sneaking after him. (laughs) Good start for Adrian, and welcome to the 100 million club, Adrian. Not that it's all guaranteed, but again, welcome to the 100 million club. All right, let's get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yes, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not able to pull off a victory against the Detroit Lions, even though the Buccaneers were at home, the Detroit Lions a team that, well on episode number 93, I was like are they ready to be a playoff team, and I said, no but that all hinges on the likes of Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson and such but more than anything, Matthew Stafford who absolutely took it to a pretty good Tampa Bay team today, on the road 24 of 33, 305 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception for Matthew Stafford. And a fairly solid game for Josh Freeman as well. I mean, it was a quarterback battle on this particular day. Matthew Stafford lit up this Tampa Bay defense. Does that mean Donovan McNabb will next week? Um, I am (laughs) so far from saying that, I can't even tell you. But, (laughs) so far from saying it. But uh, if Matthew Stafford's game is any indication of what the Vikings need to do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's, uh, I guess, pass the ball. because job at best was mm, mediocre. 21 rushes, 72 yards, 3.4 a carry. Not terrible. But not knocking anybody's socks off. His longest run was only 9 yards in the particular game. Um, yeah, the best thing to do at least according to what Matthew Stafford is able to do, is pass the ball. I mean, they had the ball, so many players caught the ball in this game. Six catches for Calvin Johnson for 88 yards, five catches for Nate Burleson, 60 yards, Brandon Pettigrew, four catches, 57 yards, Javon Best, four catches, 42 yards, blah, 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 blah. Oof, I mean, and then after that, it's a little bit less, not gonna get into every single statistic there, but, um, clearly, uh, The Detroit Lions took it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is the Vikings offense capable of a repeat offense? Hard to say. But the good news is this game will not be in Tampa Bay, Florida. It will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Mall of America Field. That is the good news. I'm very happy about that. The Vikings need to come out and uh, Donovan McNabb has something to prove. And quite frankly, I gotta say this, quite frankly, Sorry about this background noise. You're kind of not very cool. Something just bumping something here, and it's making noise, and I apologize. But um, the way the Vikings will win the game next week <laughs> is is in the air. Now, obviously, Adrian Peterson is the heart and soul, the glue of the Minnesota Vikings offense. He was the reason why the Vikings were in the football game for the most part, other than Percy Harvin's scampa to pay debt <laughs> The fall wind is a pussy, or the autumn wind is a Percy, excuse me. No, it wasn't much autumn wind. It was pretty warm today. But um, the Vikings, if they're going to compete this season, and if they're going to win against the Tampa Buccaneers, it's going to have to be in the air. Donovan McNabb needs to prove that he can st- still play football here at this point in time, or he will not be playing much longer. I mean, there's a reason why he is signed to a one-year deal. It's the age, and it's the fact that the Vikings do have Christian Ponder waiting in the wings. He did step up as the preseason progressed. His stock did rise as the preseason progressed. Um, Donald McNabb needs to go out there <laughs> and prove. I mean, go out there and beat the Buccaneers in the air. Bill Musgrave needs to <laughs> get this passing game in in. Uh, in gear. I mean, this is unacceptable. The Vikings' def- the Vikings' uh, passing game was unacceptable today, folks. Completely unacceptable, beyond unacceptable, pitiful. Can Bernard Berrian get open and catch the ball? Well, I I think he should have been cut in, during the offseason. but I think this is it right here. Since he's on the team, let's make a statement. Let's throw the ball to Bernard Berrian. As much as we can without forcing a play, to tr- and then getting interception, a la Warren Moon or Brett Favre, <laughs> both of them very similar in that category, forcing plays. But uh, if he doesn't bring it in, cut him after the game. Cut him, cut Bernard Berrian after the game. If you see the same thing, just just cut him and be done. It should have been done during the off season, but it wasn't. But um, you you believed in him, and here he goes. So let's catch the ball and let's prove to this uh, minute to the Minnesota Vikings fan base. That you're somewhat worth something. <laughs> Still, Bernard Berrien. That you're somewhat worth the roster spot, the fifth receiver on this team. Or how about this? How about you unveil a Devin aroma do and go bombs away at least a couple times in this game? How about attempt a 30 or 40-yard pass two or three times in this game? That's not asking much, folks. Let's see if we can get something moving a little bit here. Let's get Devin aroma do on that field and let's get the ball moving let that's pretty god. Donovan McNabb's a little more accurate than he was this week. I mean he looked so sharp in the preseason, but again preseason doesn't doesn't tell the story. <laughs> and boy oh boy, it sure didn't. If Donovan, if this is the Donovan McNabb that we're going to have this season, well, <laughs> get your Christian Ponder jerseys printed up, and because uh, he'll be playing soon. Yeah, the Vikings need to win the football game in the air week, they need to win the football game in the air next week yes, give the ball to Adrian Peterson establish the run, that's the ABC's of football, that's kindergarten level intelligence when it comes to football of course you do that, but get the ball in the air and catch the damn ball, that's where we're number five, there, I'm still counting (laughs) this is one heck of a show folks, episode 94 is an all timer in the frustration in the the swearing department you can tell what kind of game this was, can't you? You could tell what it did. It, it woke me up just a little bit, but uh, th- <laughs> that's what needs to happen. The Vikings game need to win the football game in the air, in Mall of America Field. I've said that about twenty times, but <laughs> what else am I going to tell you? Just give the ball to Adrian Peterson forty times, or or let Donovan McNabb run the ball, or or let's run the wildcat with Joe Webb. Yeah, let's run the wildcat with Joe Webb. Let's see if it works. Mm. Uh, okay, do whatever you're gonna do. Hit the ball in the end zone and win the damn game. <laughs> you have to win this game. You have to win this game. You have to. You have to make an early statement uh, to prove that to prove to yourselves, much less the Viking fan base, of course, and your and the rest of the league that you are a competitive team this season. You need to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in in at home. You have to. And I'll save it for the seventh time. Win it in the air. It needs to be done in the air. These receivers, not only Donovan McNabb, in fact, Donovan McNabb, again, lesser of the two evils when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, lesser of three evils on this offense when it comes to the offensive line and the wide receivers and the quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, the wide receivers need to prove not only to the rest of the league, but they need to prove to themselves that they can play in this, that they can play that they deserve to be in this league Michael Jenkins wasn't that bad but he certainly didn't blow anybody away Bernard Berrien, worthless absolutely worthless Percy Harvin sometimes has trouble getting open that's ridiculous and frustrating for a guy that's supposed to be extremely good a guy that's capable of scoring you know, a 103 yard kickoff return and he's done it more than once in fact he's got 4 return touchdowns in his career that's how good Percy Harvin is Give get him the damn ball get him the damn ball and put him in position to win to make big plays it can be done it's easier said than done but it can be done so do it (laughs) end of sermon with that said with that said with that said Vikings need to take some WD forty to this offense. <laughs> yeah, they do. They need to spray the whole can on this offense next week. And if they're able to do that, the they will win twenty four to fourteen in the dome. Okay, I don't even know why I'm saying the Bucks will score fourteen, but if they only got twenty on Detroit, I think the Vikings defense can keep them to fourteen. Uh, not in Detroit against Detroit at home. Minnesota is going to win twenty four to fourteen. <laughs> okay, twenty four to twenty. Yeah, that's too generous. Twenty-four to twenty, Minnesota defeats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, in the dome. After spraying WD-40 on those elbows, those wrists, <laughs> those ankles, whatever the heck it is, and and then uh, putting tons and tons of super glue on those on those receivers' hands or gloves or whatever, and I mean you got to put so much on there that <laughs> you wouldn't believe, or Velcro at very least. But after that, yeah, there you go. Then you'll have a 24-20 to 20 victory. This offense needs some needs some oil. <laughs> yes, it does. Cause that, was just, uh, that was insane. There was a lot of squeaking, a lot of grinding, and it really it was a crappy football game for the Vikings offense today. The Vikings defense plays way better at home than it does on the road. Uh, I'm not saying the secondary is going to impress anybody, but Josh Freeman is not really as scary as... Um, Phillip Rivers, and again, like I said, the Vikings defense traditionally plays better at home, except against the Green Bay Packers last year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, traditionally been a very strong defense at home for the last several years now. So again, 24-20, to 20, Minnesota wins, the Vikings get to 500, and uh, we go from there. That is my prediction. I hope you like it. I hope you <laughs> enjoyed the show. We are going to call it a night here. Uh, we have eclipsed the hour mark. Woohoo! All right. Pearl Mafia 94 is another hour range show. Um, don't forget to please join. Please do join the message boards on the sports stuffcom Go to the front page of the website. Click TSS Boards. That's all you got to do. Then click Register. Get yourself a screen name and get on those boards and conversate with other NFL fans. That would be terrific. <clears throat> don't forget about call in line 209 209-736-7877 7877 is a voicemail do treat it as such mention which show you're calling into opine and everything will be great to have you on board facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show like and or follow purple mafia show on facebook and twitter terrific <laughs> that's about all there is to say and um There you go. Pray to God. Sorry about those weird noises they make. But, (laughs) pray to God the Vikings can get to 500. And, yeah, they will. The Vikings will win next week. Only 500. Because they'll somehow figure out how to complete passes. I think they will. Believe it or not. (laughs) So, until we are back at 500, we're going to bid adieu. Do take care, everybody.